This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. OpenAI buffs safety team and gives board veto power on risky AI by Devin Caldaway. OpenAI is expanding its internal safety processes to fend off the threat of harmful AI. A new safety advisory group will sit above the technical teams and make recommendations to leadership, and the board has been granted veto power. Of course, whether it will actually use it is another question entirely. Normally, the ins and outs of policies like these don't necessitate coverage, as in practice, they amount to a lot of closed-door meetings with obscure functions and responsibility flows that outsiders will seldom be privy to. Though that's likely also true in this case, the recent leadership fracas and evolving AI risk discussion warrant taking a look at how the world's leading AI development company is approaching safety considerations. In a new document and blog post, OpenAI discusses their updated preparedness framework, which one imagines got a bit of a retool after November's shakeup that removed the board's two most decelerationist members, Ilya Sutskever, still at the company in a somewhat changed role, and Helen Toner, totally gone. The main purpose of the update appears to be to show a clear path for identifying, analyzing, and deciding what to do about catastrophic risks inherent to models they are developing, as they define it. By catastrophic risk, we mean any risk which could result in hundreds of billions of dollars in economic damage or lead to the severe harm or death of many individuals. This includes, but is not limited to, existential risk. Existential risk is the rise of the machines type stuff. In-production models are governed by a safety systems team. This is for, say, systematic abuses of ChatGPT that can be mitigated with API restrictions or tuning. Frontier models in development get the preparedness team, which tries to identify and quantify risks before the model is released. And then there's the super alignment team, which is working on theoretical guide rails for super intelligent models, which we may or may not be anywhere near. The first two categories, being real and not fictional, have a relatively easy-to-understand rubric. Their teams rate each model on four risk categories, cybersecurity, persuasion, example disinfo, model autonomy, i.e. acting on its own, and CBRN, chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear threats example, the ability to create novel pathogens. Various mitigations are assumed, for instance, a reasonable reticence to describe the process of making napalm or pipe bombs. After taking into account known mitigations, if a model is still evaluated as having a high risk, it cannot be deployed, and if a model has any critical risks, it will not be developed further. These risk levels are actually documented in the framework, in case you were wondering if they are to be left to the discretion of some engineer or product manager. 
For example, in the cybersecurity section, which is the most practical of them, it is a medium risk to increase the productivity of operators on key cyber operation tasks by a certain factor. A high-risk model, on the other hand, would identify and develop proofs of concept for high-value exploits against hardened targets without human intervention. Critical is model can devise and execute end-to-end novel strategies for cyber attacks against hardened targets given only a high-level desired goal. Obviously, we don't want that out there, though it would sell for quite a sum. I've asked OpenAI for more information on how these categories are defined and refined. For instance, if a new risk like photorealistic fake video of people goes under persuasion or a new category, and we'll update this post if I hear back. So, only medium and high risks are to be tolerated one way or another, but the people making those models aren't necessarily the best ones to evaluate them and make recommendations. For that reason, OpenAI is making a cross-functional safety advisory group that will sit on top of the technical side, reviewing the Boffin's reports and making recommendations inclusive of a higher vantage. Hopefully, They say this will uncover some unknown unknowns, though by their nature those are fairly difficult to catch. The process requires these recommendations to be sent simultaneously to the board and leadership, which we understand to mean CEO Sam Altman and CTO Mira Murati, plus their lieutenants. Leadership will make the decision on whether to ship it or fridge it, but the board will be able to reverse those decisions. This will hopefully short-circuit anything like what was rumored to have happened before the big drama, a high-risk product or process getting greenlit without the board's awareness or approval. Of course, the result of said drama was the sidelining of two of the more critical voices and the appointment of some money-minded guys, Brett Taylor and Larry Summers, who are sharp but not AI experts by a long shot. If a panel of experts makes a recommendation and the CEO makes decisions based on that information, will this friendly board really feel empowered to contradict them and hit the brakes? And if they do, will we hear about it? Transparency is not really addressed outside a promise that OpenAI will solicit audits from independent third parties. Say a model is developed that warrants a critical risk category. OpenAI hasn't been shy about tooting its horn about this kind of thing in the past, talking about how wildly powerful their models are to the point where they decline to release them is great advertising. But do we have any kind of guarantee this will happen if the risks are so real and OpenAI is so concerned about them? Maybe it's a bad idea, but either way, it isn't really mentioned. To hear everything you need to know about the week's top stories in tech from the people who wrote them, check out the TechCrunch podcast, hosted by me, TechCrunch Managing Editor Daryl Etherington. Each week we go in-depth on two or three of the week's top stories from in and around the startup ecosystem, and I'll be joined by the TechCrunch experts who covered them. They tell us why the news is so important and what they think matters most to you, our listeners, whether you're just interested in tech or that's where you make your living. New episodes drop every Saturday morning, so be sure to subscribe to the TechCrunch podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.